It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Follow all of the off-season action on Asherline and come see us at the brewery for a cold beer seven days a week. Greetings from the ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros take on the Washington Nationals in spring training action. The Astros were off yesterday. They lost to the Cardinals 8-5 to on Sunday. Ken Emanuel, two scoreless innings, struck out three in the start. Abraham Toro had an RBI double, but the Astros are now 2-5 and five in Grapefruit League play, while the Nationals are 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. Taking a look at today's pitching matchup, it's going to be Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros today, making his second start of the spring with one inning in the first outing. Obviously, you want to keep moving toward getting built up, and that's what McCullers hopes to do today. Yeah, I think the word for the day for Lance McCullers would be maybe efficiency to, to maybe get at least through that first inning, uh, maybe the second inning as well, right around 25 to 30 pitches. So you can go out there at least for that third inning. Those, those two downs, I, I think, are important at this stage. Uh, to get built up. They're going to really count on Lance McCullers Jr. during uh, the course of this uh, season, especially with Framber Valdez out early. Steven Strasburg on the mound for the Nationals, and uh, they're hoping for better returns with Strasburg this year. Only made two starts last season as he wound up having uh, surgery to repair a carpal tunnel problem that he had. Yeah, and he pitched against the Astros on October 29th a couple of years ago. Yeah. We know what happened there. Eight and a third innings, two runs. He ended up being the MVP in the World Series for the Washington Nationals. One of the best. He's a three-time All-Star, and uh, he's a really tough competitor. So the Washington Nationals are pretty pretty good four deep in the starting pitching department uh, with the addition of Le John Lester now. So Strasburg's a big uh, cog in that machine for Dave Martinez. Astros and Nationals upcoming. As Astro Launch continues, Jake Odorizzi speaking with reporters earlier today. His signing announced yesterday a two-year deal with an option for a third season. And uh, obviously getting signed during spring training, Jake Odorizzi was asked about what sort of preparations he's made to, to be ready to be part of Astro's camp. Yeah, so I've been, um, I live in Tampa, so I'm fortunate enough that I got weather to be outside. been playing catch. Getting off the mound, um, I have a facility that I go to out in, uh, outside of Tampa. So I have the Edutronics, TrackMan, everything. And I've been there throwing bullpens, ramping things up. And then, um, you know, just I haven't seen any hitters yet, but I've been throwing 35, 40 pitches off the mound um, twice a week. So, you know, it's still a little different now. The intensity is going to go up. So it's just the, the fact of easing into it correctly and putting out a schedule that, you know, once we lay it out, um, when I go with the coaching staff, I think that's going to be the most important thing is ease into it. You know, I'd rather be um, fully healthy um, halfway through April for the rest of the year than playing catch up, you know, but I honestly don't know. I think there's a chance I can be ready for the season to start. And then I have one follow up if I could. Um, 
you had three separate stints on the IL last year. Do you, do you kind of view those all kind of fluky or do you think, you know, that's something that you're going to be concerned about going into this year? No, no concerns whatsoever with that. It's more of just the parameters we all were within last year. You know, you, you go home and you don't really know when the finish line is going to be for ramping up versus as a starter. And I think we saw that throughout the league was a lot of starter injuries because, you know, how do you find the right mix of staying competitive but saving your arm a little bit because we didn't know when we were going to be showing back up so you know we get a word that we're in spring training five days ahead of the time and it's you know it is what it is I got there through went well the next outing I had a little bit of soreness and shut it down for a week and then you have the line drive so it, it, it was all just you know I chalk it up as COVID stuff it's nothing that's lingered it's I feel great right now the offseason was normal nothing to change anything so just a you know a crappy year, but uh, you know, I'm back and I'm really excited for this uh, this next opportunity. Thank you, Jake. Hey, Jake. Um, now that your signing is official, what's next? Like, what is this intake process like? And are you already in camp? It looks like you are. Um, what's what's kind of the, the next few days like? Um, so I did my intake testing today. I was in Houston yesterday for my physical. Um, and waiting for the results of the, uh, the intake testing, hoping to be on the field tomorrow with the turnaround time. Um, I guess it's been pretty good. So hoping to be out there, you know, play some catch, do some stuff tomorrow. But if not, I'm sure if Thursday would be the latest, um, that I would be out there again, but, um, just going through the protocols. That's about it. I've been quarantining, you know, kind of abiding by those rules myself, just at my own house in, in Tampa, I just, you know, leave kids go to school, I work out, come back home, you know, just the, the very basics. So I've been trying to keep the distance because I honestly, you know, had no idea when I was going to be signing, but I knew once it happened, it was going to, you know, everything was going to happen really quick. So I needed to be prepared for as quick of a transition as possible. Christy. Hey, um, what about the Astros made them an attractive choice for you to sign with? And what do you hope to bring to this team? Um, just some consistency, some um, some durability, some you know innings. That's what I kind of built my career around was being consistent, taking the ball every fifth day, and giving the team a chance to win. And that's what I want to do here. I mean, I think this is a a great spot for winning. That's why I chose here in the end. You know, I had some other opportunities, but I felt this was the best situation for me from a team standpoint, from a personnel standpoint. I have a lot of familiarity with the guys on the team. Um, my catcher in Houston, Jason Castro, is the catcher here. So that pitcher-catcher relationship is a. There's no transition to it. I don't. We don't. We don't have to learn each other, and that's a huge factor for me getting a later start than um, what you know everybody else has. But I've already built a, built those relationships. I know Maldonado from our time in Kansas City. So those were important factors in hitting the ground running and be able to contribute as quick as possible. Um, and it, it was just. It made sense for me. It made sense for my family. It, it was just a, a perfect opportunity. And uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm ready to, to get going and you know, give, give you guys everything I got. And as a follow-up, uh, James said that you kind of, you really embrace being a, a veteran leader and you had talked about some of the young arms that are here in Houston. Uh, like how, how do you see yourself as far as being a leader? Um, first off, just get to know everybody. You know, I, I think from leading purposes, leading by example is the best way to do it because, you know, the, the practice what you preach motto is much easier said than done. So if you do things and set the example, people take a, people take notice of that. And it, it's, 
just something that was instilled in me from my younger times. I, I was fortunate enough to come up and one of my time in Tampa, I got to learn from David Price and he's the ultimate teammate. And one of the guys I modeled being a teammate after, to be quite honest, he, he showed me the right way to go about things, younger, older, whatever it may be. He treated everybody the same. And that was the most important thing to me. So I look forward to getting to know a lot of these guys, you know, the younger guys. I, I, you know, I'm an open book. I'd love to be able to help any way possible. But at the same time, too, you know, there's guys on this staff that I want to talk to. I want to pick their brains between Zach and uh, JB. Like, those are the guys that can still – I have a bunch of questions for them. So not only am I going to try to, you know, help the youngers, but I want to get some information from those guys as well, too, because they have such an in-depth knowledge of pitching that um, I, I think I can learn a thing or two from, from both those guys. Berman. So, Jake, what do you think about uh, having uh, Correa, Altuve, Bregman, Brantley on your side as opposed to having to pitch, pitch against these guys? Well, I think the last time I pitched against them, I fared pretty well, actually. So, <laughs> But, um, you know, that's that's maybe two starts a year. I get to see those guys, and then I'm, I'm happy I don't have to face them anymore. So um, I'm happy that they're going to be on the, on the good side of things now, or I'm on the good side of things when it comes to them because, you know, the offense, just, you know, those guys alone um, – they're pretty outstanding talents, and to have that in the that consistency in a lineup on a daily basis is a is a huge thing. And you know, if you want to win a championship, you have to have those guys contributing day in day out, and you know what you get from them. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get to know them, and um, you know, just become part of the group as fast as I can. Where does this moment stack up for you in your career? I mean, it's up there. First, from a personal standpoint, I, I try not to make things personal with me. I, this is, you know, a team sport. I do what I can once every five days, um, whatever it is, accolades, all that sort of stuff. I kind of, you know, they're great, but the, the team experience winning is the most important thing for me. But on a personal level, this is a this is a big milestone, you know, making it to free agency, I guess, sort of the second time. You know, the qualifying offer last year was, I guess, the first taste of it. This was my first taste of real uh, free agency. and. Um, you know, just fortunate to get to this point. Um, you know, that means things have gone well for a, for a better portion of my career. Um, and, you know, very thankful for, you know, Jim Crane, James Click for trusting in me, giving me this opportunity. Um, you know, my family, very gracious, looking forward to, you know, getting to Houston, being part of the community. We like to do activities in the community, give back whenever we can. So um, it's the next chapter for us. And uh, like I said, it's, it's a very special moment. And, uh, you know, this is only a, on paper now, two plus one, but, you know, if things go well, I'd look to, you know, potentially push it longer than that if things, you know, show itself that way. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. Greg Bailey. Hey, Jake, what, as you look back a couple of seasons ago, when you win 15 games, uh, 30 starts, what, what is, what, what works so well? And do you consider that to be kind of the, the, the benchmark for what you would like to accomplish? Is that something that you look back on and say, yes, that's the picture that I have become? I would say so, yes. Um, after my 2018 season, I just wasn't happy with with the results of it. I felt fine, but I knew <clears throat> excuse me, that there, there was more in there. So I took a different off-season training approach. Um, Randy Sullivan is the gentleman's name out in Plant City. Um, um, Brent Strom and him actually have a pretty good relationship. We used to work together. And um, so I actually got to know, hear a lot about Strami through him. So I feel like I know him, even though I haven't exactly met him yet. But uh, I started doing a lot of 
mobility, um, instability training, kind of unlocking that separation that I felt I was lacking from a pitcher, getting, you know, lower half down, upper half, you know, back. And everything clicked, it worked. I had two miles an hour velocity, which at, you know, 29, 30, usually it starts going the other way. So for me going in a positive direction, I take that as a huge accomplishment. And that's exactly who I was this last year too. I mean, it was very limited, but from a mechanics analytics standpoint, my stuff last year was the exact same as 19. So that tells me that it's still there. So people, I believe that's the new me. So I feel like I'm on the uphill trajectory with, finally tuning in things where I'd like to tune into plus the knowledge I have from pitching, you know, six, seven years now, I think everything's coming together at the right time. And I think my best years are ahead of me because of that. So I'm very fortunate that I kind of took that jump and tried something new when it came to an off season program. And it's, it's benefited me, you know, greatly. Anytime you can add velocity as you get older, I think that's a very rare thing in the game. And I'm, expecting to maintain that if not keep you know keep growing and maybe try to add some more as you know a couple of years go by as I keep doing the program getting a little bit more in tune year after year we have time for just a couple more questions uh, Adam looks you can take the next one hey Jake you're just mentioning a little bit about some of the things you've worked on and Strami in a little bit do you have a sense that this is a team that fits what you'd like to accomplish, not only on the field, but personally with how they view pitching and how you view pitching? Yeah, I think it's been well-documented. I mean, a lot of guys have come here between Charlie and uh, Garrett. I mean, they they came here, they they bought in. Um, they credit strongly with a lot of the success that they had here. So for me, coming in here, I mean, you know, like I said, you got Grinky, JB, Lance, um, a lot of great guys that – just show you the work that gets put in it gets the results get put out of it and they there's a lot of great pitching that's come through that's still here and you know from my research just kind of looking in depth of some of the younger guys it looks like there's a lot on the way as well too so they're doing they're they're buying into whatever Shami's throwing out there and if it's anything near what I'm doing I think there's probably some similarities between the two and uh, I've seen the success with it the you know what it, what you can be as a player you know, you have to keep working at it to achieve it, to maintain it, everything like that. But I think just from afar, not knowing anything, I think there's a, a good thing going on here. And it's uh, something I'm looking forward to getting to know and hopefully helping out with. Oh, we have time for one last question. Brandon Scott, you can take it. Hey, Jake, it's good to meet you. Um, I, I'd seen an interview where you said the the older you get, the more you kind of try to emulate a little bit of, of Zach Grinky. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and how you feel about um, about being on the same team as Grinky now? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, Zach's been a guy that I modeled my career after just with similarities of body type, background. Um, he was a great you know, high school athlete and multi-sport guy. Obviously still is a fantastic athlete today. He loves to, loves to hit, she's a great hitter. And I was the same way in high school. I, was, I thought, you know, if there's a, a guy after I was drafted, like who I should follow in career path wise, it was him. And then lo and behold, I get, dra I get drafted and then I'm traded for him. So we switched spots and, you know, and now, you know, years down the road, he's still doing it at a very high level. And now I get a chance to be on the same team. And so for me, personally, that's really cool. I look forward to, I know, I've met Zach once. He actually sat in my arbitration hearing, which happened to be against the Rays and James Click sitting across the table from us. So he sat in 
and wanted to know the innards of an arbitration hearing. So I met Zach that day. He helped do some research on my hearing itself. So I'm looking forward to getting to know him on a personal level and talk pitching with him because he's got a great mind for pitching. And you know, it's it's something I'm really looking forward to having that relationship with him. But yes, he's the guy that I mechanically tried to emulate repertoire, everything like that. So it's, um, you know, if I can keep doing it as long as he did, as he's doing it, I'd be pretty darn happy with myself. All right, Jake, thank you. Can I say one more thing before we get out of here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's just more of a statement. I like just in general, um, my family and I are really looking forward to our time here in Houston. Again, one of the extended thank you to you know, Jim Crane, James Click, the whole Astros organization for welcoming me, for bringing me in, for trusting in me. And um, also, uh, just um, on a separate note, a special thank you to my wife. Um, she was with me, obviously, she's been with me my entire career, minor leagues, through this all. But this offseason, especially with how trying it was for me personally, how long, how crazy it was, there was opportunity. You know, there was crazy things that happened throughout this offseason. She kept me grounded on the straight and narrow of focusing on being prepared, doing everything. Um, so I, I just wanted to take a second to acknowledge her and what she did for me this offseason of just so there were some dark days when you know things where you thought you know you thought something was going to happen it didn't happen you were in a bad spot or I personally was and she could pull me out of that and really really help me get through this so just like I said wanted to take a minute acknowledge her my boys they're Rhett and Maddox they're gonna they love the Astros already they've looked at the mascot they've looked at the train in the stadium so we're all looking forward to be a part of the the Houston community but just want to take a special you know, a couple minutes to say thank you to her and them and um, ready for our next chapter in life. That was new Astros starting pitcher Jake Odorizzi. Astro Launch will continue after this. Don't forget to check out the Astros team store that's in Union Station at Minute Maid Park for the largest selection of Astros merchandise. Stop by Minute Maid Park from Monday through Saturday for the latest Astros product and memorabilia or call in an order for stadium side pickup. That's what Robert does. Visit astros.com slash team store or call 1-800-ASTROS-4 for more information. Why leave your car if you don't have to? Especially when you're pulling up in a Bentley. Not quite. Visit astros.com slash team store or Call 1-800-ASTROS-4 for more information. All right. Questions for Astros General Manager James Click. I've got two. Um, first, was this uh, – did you guys consider adding starting pitching in the traditional offseason during the winter? And, and if so, like what precipitated um, this move? Yeah. Uh, these were conversations that we've been having for um, at least several weeks, um, you know, well into, into the offseason. Um, we had considered several pot uh, potential avenues, um, and, and I think the reasons have been discussed. We we know that it's going to be difficult going from 60 games to 162 games, and depth is going to be a priority for us. And adding uh, an additional proven all-star starting pitcher is not just depth, but it's uh, additional talent. What does this signal for Fromber Valdez's short-term future? This doesn't have anything to do with that. As I said, these are conversations that we've been having for several weeks, and so uh, it doesn't doesn't implicate anything there. I don't think. Jay Kaplan, do you expect Valdez to miss the entire season? We don't have any update on Framber at this time. Mark Berman. 
James, why why Odorizzi, and how much did your prior relationship play a role in, in your decision? Well, uh, Jake was the top free agent remaining on the board uh, in, in our eyes, and um, certainly the the prior relationship always gives you some comfort about um, about the player uh, as well as the person, because whenever you enter into these kind of contracts. Uh, you're signing a person and, and not just the, uh, the the guy on the field. Um, but it was a, a combination of we know how talented uh, he is and um, bringing that in was something that we felt was was valuable to the team. Christy? How big was it for you to not only get someone with his credentials on the field, but just, you know, someone that's been around to have another veteran on your team, um, especially with uh, Justin being out this season? Yeah, that was that was big. Um, you know, Jake is a, a leader uh, and he's he's a quiet leader, I think, but he's the kind of guy that um, w- when we were having the conversations, he talked about um, his excitement about being around some of our of our young arms. Um, and so that was definitely something that we factored into it. Chandler. James, he'll obviously be entering camp pretty late and I assume he still has to go through intake process. Do you envision him being ready for opening day to, to function as, as a traditional starter? He's been keeping himself in great shape this entire time. Um, he has been off the mound. He's been throwing bullpens. He has been working out. He knew that whenever he signed, he would probably be a little bit behind where the rest of the guys are. And so because he's a veteran, he knew how to get himself in shape. We'll assess his readiness for the start of the season once he clears intake and gets in here. Uh, but he has done everything he can to make sure that uh, with a short ramp up that he will be ready. And I, I have another one if I could. Um, two other pitchers that you maybe could – use a starting depth, Pruitt and James. Um, does what's happened the first couple of weeks in camp, does that enhance the likelihood that you would bring both of those back as starters? And can you give us an update kind of as to where those two guys are? Yeah, we, we can't update uh, in terms of what their roles are going to be. That's going to be a, a constant assessment when when they get here and when they get healthy. Uh, we are working on getting them here, uh, as I believe, next week. Um, so now that we've gotten through uh, a certain portion of camp, uh, we have enough room to bring them in. Uh, they're both doing very, very well. But in terms of what their roles will be once they're once they're healthy and on the field, that's a constant conversation that we will uh, have with them and our pitching coaches. Mark, James, James, what does this say about you and Jim and your organization? Which I would step out and sign a guy like Odorizzi for that for for what you signed him for and and bringing him here at this at this point at this stage. Well, it's um, um, I mean, I think it says a lot about um, Jim and, and my and our and our working relationship and the way that we are continuing to um, uh, get a feel for each other. And and, you know, he is prioritized wanting to make sure that we have the flexibility to do something during the season uh, to respond to uh, unexpected changes that are inevitable in 162 games. But at the same time, he also sees the value of, of this move. Um, it, it's almost like a trade deadline acquisition before the season um, where, you know, you, you want to save some dry powder for a rainy day, certainly. But um, uh, this was something we felt made sense for the team now. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know that it says anything about uh, about it beyond that. Brenna Scott. Hey, James. Jake, only, he only had a couple of, of outings last year. Uh, I want to say he only had four, maybe maybe four appearances or something like that because of injury. Do, do you think that 
2020 may have put some free agents at a disadvantage, especially a guy like that who was was an all star in 2019? It's really hard to say. Um, the 2020 season was difficult to assess for a wide variety of reasons. And, you know, Jake uh, battled uh, some blister issues last year and maybe the shortened season didn't give him the ability to prove that he was beyond that. But that is something that we got comfortable with over the course of the conversations to uh, to make sure that that he's uh, he's beyond that. And, um, you know, he's never had a uh, an arm or shoulder injury in his entire career. So um, we're we're expecting him to be to be fully beyond that. And I'm sure he would have liked to play 162 games last year to, to prove that. But, um, you know, we got 162 in 2021 for him to do that. How flexible do you feel you are payroll wise if you do need to make another outside addition between now and the trade deadline? Well, we still have we still have room um, and, and those kind of things are something that we're going to keep a constant eye on. Um, and they're obviously not assessed until after the season's over. Mark Berman, did you have another one? I do. James, is there anything that you can share with regard to Forrest? No, we don't have any update beyond what was in the uh, notes the other day. Jake, have one. Do you have any update on the eight players or, or any of the eight players, uh, pitchers who had to quarantine? Yeah, um, they are all continuing to uh, to follow protocols. We're continuing to follow protocols. And if everything continues to go well, um, we should see the vast majority of them back uh, tomorrow and the next day. What have they been able to do while in quarantine to keep their arms going? Yeah, this is um, this is something that all teams anticipated. We knew that there were going to be potential issues like this as a result of the protocols and, and wanting to keep everybody safe. So our strength and conditioning uh, and our ATC guys have done a tremendous job of setting them up with the ability to uh, continue to stay in shape, continue to throw, uh, continue to work out even though they are in quarantine. So this is something that we anticipated and uh, we have a plan in place and we're hopeful that when they get back here in the next couple of days that they will be, uh, they'll be able to pick up right where they left off. Brian. Yeah, I'm here. Um, James, uh, why is Baez on the deal? Pedro Baez. Yeah, I'm getting my bias. Sorry. Yes. Um, uh, Pedro did test positive for COVID-19. Um, we checked with him. Uh, he did. Uh, normally, we're not allowed to comment on that kind of stuff, but uh, with the player's permission, we are. So um, he, is, he is on the I.O. With that, um, we're hoping to get him back pretty soon. Daniel? James, slight, slight change of topic. Obviously, a huge acquisition for you guys, but player development's always been such a big thing for the Astros, especially in recent years. Uh, but like most programs, the pandemic hit some of the minor league programs even harder. Um, so can you just speak to the importance of the minor league system for you guys and, and really with the newly acquired Skeeters and obviously the Hooks? Talk about how you're going to be using those programs this year. Yeah, you can't. Um... You can't overstate how important player development is. And, and it was on full display here last year uh, when we suffered a, a series of injuries. And to have the number of rookies uh, that came up uh, last year and, and helped us out at the major league level and in the playoffs is a uh, as clear an indication as you can get of the importance of having a, a talent pipeline like this organization has developed over the past few years. Obviously, having uh, Sugarland and Corpus Christi so close by 
provides additional benefit to us from a, a coordination perspective as far as making sure that the, the players get the same instruction at all of the levels. Um, but you just can't say enough good things about the, the player development group here and their ability to continue to, uh, to turn out talent. And uh, it's something we're going to need if we're going to be able to compete uh, year in and year out for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Is Baez experiencing symptoms? And can you kind of give us an update on how he feels health-wise? Yeah, I, I can't comment on anything beyond the fact that he tested positive. All right, James, thank you. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. Dusty, how valuable is it to be able to add a guy like him with some veteran experience, especially with some of the setbacks your rotation has had this year? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 uh, uh, very important. The fact that he knows the league, he's not coming from another league. The fact that he knows uh, Castro, who's caught him in the in the uh, in the past, uh, you know, like I said, it's very important that some guys know him, um, to, you know, to help him feel at home as soon as as soon as possible. And uh, you know, this has been in the works, you know, long before Framber, uh, you know, got injured because uh, you know we've been talking, um, you know, Oda Rosie for uh, probably a couple of weeks. So I'm just glad that we got it done and. Uh, it was in the nick of time. Um, have you gotten to talk to Oda Rizzi yet? And what are what are kind of your first impressions of him and adding him into your rotation? No, I I, I haven't talked to him yet. You know, I think he's uh, doing all his intake stuff today, and uh, so um, as soon as I talk to you guys, uh, I, I imagine that I'll talk to him shortly afterwards. So, uh, like I said, I, I don't know him. Uh, we got a few guys here that do know him. Um, you know, like James knows him, James Click, that is. Um, I think Souza knows him. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, pardon? Yeah, I think Castro knows him. So it, it helps that a, that a few guys, yeah, Castro knows him probably from Minnesota. So, yeah, that helps uh, to have some familiarity with the guys. Dusty, you touched on a little. What, what, what do, do you, from what you know about him, what, you, what you, they've told you, what does he bring your rotation? Well, I mean, I don't know anything about him, actually. I just saw him pitch one time against us. So, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to learn him. And, uh, um, you know, Stromy, I think, knows him. You know, some of the guys here face him a few times. I'm not sure where he's going to fit into the rotation. He's definitely going to be in the rotation. Uh, like I said, I, 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 I really don't know him yet. So I'm, I'm about to get to know him. Hey, Dusty, uh, in his interview, hey, he talked about uh... – just uh, that he brings durability, consistency, and he hit on a couple things from a couple of years ago where he uh, was able to, to tweak some stuff in his offseason to increase his velocity. And he said, hey, man, he, he feels like it's his best years are ahead of him. No, I believe that. Coming in, how does that make you feel? Well, yeah, I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, you know, how old is he? 30? Yeah. I mean, at that age, you're supposed to be, you know, getting better and getting stronger. Uh, because your man muscles have kicked in now. Uh, you're actually um, throwing against underclassmen, you know, uh, and so, um, um, you know, this at the point. I mean, I've always thought that guys' best years were between 32 and 36, depending on, on how they took care of themselves and depending on if they still love what they were doing. And, uh, uh, you know, the thing, uh, you know, like when I played – Again, with Hank Aaron and Mays and, you know, you see a lot of these guys at Barry Bonds. And I mean, these guys had their best years uh, after 30, you know. And so I, I, I expect that to be so. 
And uh, especially with the team that we have here, uh, the way we can catch the ball, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, he's he's in for a big year. Dust, do you have any updates on, on Bregman or Alvarez today? So when we may see them in a the game? Uh, well, we're hoping uh, Alvarez probably a little bit ahead of of Bregman. You know, he's still uh, a little bit down on his on his strength and his you know on his in his hamstring. So uh, you know, hopefully we'll see uh, Alvarez sometime early in the week next week, and uh, and then hopefully we'll see Bregman. You know, shortly after that, we certainly can't can't rush a hamstring because then it, it it's it's going to be chronic all year long, or or you know we got to get it up to speed strength wise. So that's that's their timetable as of now. You said Alvarez is ahead. I, I think a couple of days ago you said Bregman was ahead of Alvarez. Did Bregman have a, any kind of setback or anything? No, no, he didn't have a setback. I mean, I, I was just going by by my eyes versus you know you know, what I've been told by the trainers, but today I was told that by the trainers, you know, that, um, you know, Alvarez is a little bit ahead of, of, of Bregman because like, he's still lacking a little strength. This is something I didn't know. Well, I'm just telling you what I, you know, I was going by my eyes. And so to, and now I'm telling you, I'm going by, uh, you know, what the training staff has told me. So no, he didn't have a setback at all. Who's impressed you Dusty on the back diamond? Some of the younger guys that aren't on the roster on the 40. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you got like, um, you know, yeah, there are quite a few, you know, Corey Lee, you know, our number one draft 20s catcher, but uh, you know, he's, he impressed me before because he played on my son's team in college. So I've been knowing a lot about him, you know, the way Propisky's, you know, been improving and catching, you know, um, also, um, you know, our young outfielders, we got some, we got some dynamite young outfielders. You know, like you're looking, I'm talking like uh, uh, Barber and Daniels and Dawson, De La Cruz, um, you know, Myers, Leon and Siri. I mean, all those guys, you know, are, are highly talented. And, uh, you know, when I look on the infielders, um, you know, guys that I knew already, you know, Pena, you know, the Gotti, Kessinger. So all, all those guys have, have uh, you know, have been impressive. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing Company is the proud sponsor of Asherline.